will it take? Somebody's asking how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, yes, sir. however frustrating the hour, it will not be long because truth pressures will rise again. How long? Not long. Because no lie can live forever. How long? Not long. Because you shall reap what you sow. How long? Not long. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. How long? Not long. Because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. He's loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible his truth is marching on. Yes, he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is tipping out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. That was a speech from uh, the late Reverend Martin Luther King. Uh, Monday was uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so I wanted to kick things off with a speech from the late, great Reverend Martin Luther King. Uh, later in the show, we will also play, actually, <clears throat> one of his last speeches before he was assassinated. And uh, today's show... We will get. We will talk all sports today, at NFL playoffs. The uh, couple things going on in sports. Uh, baseball hires the well. The Yankees hired the first female uh, manager uh, to manage a team, and uh, the NBA needs to understand they have a new face of the league. So, uh, buckle up, get ready. It is another episode. It's another show. Which, if you check the time and you look at your watch, you understand that coming on right now is the Monday through Sunday delight. You ought to understand that without a shadow of a doubt, the most box office underground podcaster in the world understand player one himself. The Notorious Sports Critic is back and it is showtime. Chicken those legs like some chicken thighs Slice chance of rain and some sunny sky The white holes in here bring apple pies Ass so big look like a horse Race it past you, yeah, cherry red Porsche You dig little mama, work that jelly I like it when you show, show that belly Get low, and twerk that thing Work them hips and make it swing You dig little mama, work that jelly I like it when you show, show that belly Get low, and twerk that thing Work them hips and make it swing Now get up, do a dance for me Let's get high, have ecstasy This party is lit, way too turn Class, no school, no time to learn Have fun and vibe out Makes sense, 
Let's ride out, hit the dance on TikTok. Make money, no time to watch. We party, shake it fast, work jelly. Yeah, make it last, get it. No time for class, work it. Just shake it fast, it's time for a new position. Look high, all in the kitchen, more money. It is the mission, see me. It's not the vision, yeah. You dick, little mama, work that jelly. I like it when you show, show that belly. Get low and twerk that thing. Work them hips and make it swing. You dick, little mama, work that jelly. I like it when you show, show that belly. Get low and twerk that thing. Work them hips and make it swing. Yeah, just having some fun. 2022, yeah. Worldwide Sounds Records. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. You've been called DJ Chase. Yeah. What do you say to that? Welcome everybody. We welcome, welcome. It is showtime. Everybody, welcome to an all-new Downright Sports Radio. If if you're listening for the first time, you are hearing the show. It is Wednesday, 11 o'clock a.m. on Street Madness dot or Street Madness Radio dot Airtime dot Pro. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, it is eight o'clock Thursday on Dynasty Radio NY Your number one source for hip hop and R&B, except for on Thursdays when sports. Takes over. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, Mr. Brent Reed himself, and we are back kicking things off. If you're, um, you just heard the one and only DJ Chase, one of his new singles, Jelly. He should have dropped it in the summer because that it's ready for the summer. I liked it. I, I liked it. Uh, but we are. Let's let's get get started. All right, let's get started. The, uh, and the playoffs the, for the NFL kicked off. Celebrations! Everybody's happy. The NFL playoffs is back. But it was back with a uh, big fart. <laughs> so, if you watch the playoffs this weekend, the one thing people love, love about, whether it's college football, college basketball, whether it's the pros, it's the possibility of the upset. What if I just pulled a real macho man? Ooh, yeah, the upset, brother. You got to have the upset. Well, the upset didn't happen this weekend. At all. At all. Uh, well, we'll go over that. So, the Bengals beat the Raiders, which was a bore fest. The Bills... The Bills... I need to, I need to check... If the Bills are like from a, if they're if they're patriotic in any kind of way, I know their colors is red and blue and white and a little streak, but I think they, the way they trampled the Patriots, it was like when Britain first came over and just committed the 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 Boston Massacre for the very first time. Too far, too soon, whatever. It happened as the Bills smacked. They said, "Hey, Belichick, you think you're the man? You think you got the next Tom Brady? You think? You think?" We're just going to let you take away from us? No. No, no. And the Bills trampled. One of the plays, I remember, I remember where I was at when I saw it. I was in P. Sue's living room, <laughs> in his kitchen. And the Matt Jones throws the pass. I don't know who the receiver was, but that it looked like the receiver caught it. And the quarterback was like, nah, I'm just going to take that. And we were just like, what? Like, that just happened? Yes, it just happened. That's the kind of way the game is. Moving on. Uh, Tampa Bay beat the Eagles. Uh, the 49ers beat the Cowboys. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Trust me. Uh, the Chiefs, <laughs> they made sure there was no kind of swan song for uh, Big Ben. And the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the Rams moved on. So... Basically, every game was a blowout. Every game was just a complete. It was a. It was a show, all right, and not a good one. The thing I think 
everybody always tends to think is more teams in the playoffs are better. That is not true. That is not always the case. It's not true in the NBA. It's not true in baseball. It's not true in hockey. It's not true in football. You don't get a scenario. See, when you, bear with me, when you take, when you, when you, when you eliminate teams that were on the border, that doesn't make them good. When you keep the, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, teams that win their division, if you will, and you put like one little sprinkler in there, what you do is you will, you give your audience the best product. You give them the best matchups. Eagles and Tampa Bay did not need to happen. Tampa, Eagles did not need to make the playoffs. All right? The Steelers did not need to make the playoffs. Like, that just didn't need to happen. Okay, that game should not have happened, quite frankly. Um, the Raiders should not have been. The Raiders did win 10 games, but they shouldn't have. There was too many games this year. All right. Too much is too much. And they, that needs to be said. Like, too much is too much. And we really witnessed that this past weekend when the better teams did what they're supposed to do. Like, they won. Convincingly, like, it wasn't even. It wasn't even close. The closest game was good segue. The Cowboys and the 49ers game. Now, all year, everyone has been led to believe or drank the Kool Aid that this is the year. And you know what? Mm, 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 mm. It's not everyone. It's the same network. It's the same people. We're just a. I don't. Maybe Dallas. Maybe the Cowboys have some type of like. Uh, maybe they have uh, uh, some buy-in. Maybe they have some some type of uh, um, investment in ESPN. Maybe Jerry Jones loaned ESPN money like on a dark night. Like I see it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was uh, ESPN, and they were gambling. It was a hot streak. I'm talking rolling sevens. Let's just paint the picture. I'm ESPN now, mind you. In fact, hold on. I'm on my run. Hold on. And we're going to be shady. We're going to be shady. We're going to do it right. Hold on, radio people. Bear with me. My chair was on the rug. Bear with me. All right. We're going to transition to sunglasses, and we're going to get real shady. All right? We're going to get shady. Let's go. Just rolling sevens, man. Life is good. Oh, man. Roll me another seven, baby. Blow on that. Just blow on it. Shut up. Blow on it. I got you. Pause. Boom! Oh, no. I crapped out. Damn. I need some money. Hold on. I got this. I got this. I got this. Let me call. Who could I call? Let me call. Let me call. Let me call. I need money. You know what? I'm going to call the Yankees. They full of money. Yo, Yanks. George, I need I need a grip. Yeah, I just crapped out. What? Hello? All right. All right. I called Manchester United. They got money. Yo, Manchester, I need some money. No? But I'll, I'll put you guys on. Okay. I'll hold. I think he hung up. <sighs> I got to call ESPN. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to call the Cowboys. I forgot my own stunt. I mean, you know, I forgot my own, <laughs> my own segment. Hey, uh, Dallas. Hey. Yeah. I, I called the Yankees and I called Manchester. They didn't pick up. You, you think you can loan me some cash? What's that? You can Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Fast forward, ESPN, drunk, hungover, at the Western Union, getting their money wired. They get it. Oh, thank you, miss. He signs for the money. Oh, by the way, there's a text message. For those of you that don't know, Western Union used to send text messages. I am old. What's this text say? I have to always say the Cowboys are going to be good. I'm never allowed to criticize the Cowboys no matter how bad we are. Wait, there's a PS in the back? Oh, here it is. Jerry Jones now owns you. Ha ha, ha ha. Ha ha, ha ha. I think that's how it went, quite frankly. I think it went something like that because ESPN constantly makes you believe every year. The Cowboys are in it. It's their year. They got the best offensive line. They got the best defense. They got the best quarterback. Ah, well, segue. So the 49ers now, they didn't, they weren't no world beaters, all right? They're, they're, Jerry, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't 
blowing, burning it up and throwing 400 yards with three touchdowns. In fact, Mr. Garoppolo was 16 for 25, 172 yards with an interception. Dak Prescott, 23 for 43, 254, one touchdown, one interception. Now, why is that an issue? I tell you, oh, actually, I tell you why that's an issue. Oh, that didn't go as far. <laughs> I tell you why that's an issue. So, if you pay attention, they were pretty much even when it came to first downs. They were pretty much even on passing in certain categories. But here where things changed. The 49ers never went for it on fourth down when the Cowboys was one for two on fourth down. So the 49ers kicked field goals. In fact, the 49ers kicked, to be exact, three field goals to the Cowboys one. And the 49ers pretty much won on all field goals. The 49ers also rushed the ball. Uh, their running back rushed the ball. They had uh, 169 total yards rushing. Uh, they had 38. They had 38 attempts to the Cowboys. 77 yards total in rushing to on 21 attempts. That's a team that has one of the better running backs in the league. Okay. It's not going the way I want it to go. So we're gonna, it's just not doing what I want it to do. Now, if you look, Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. Zeke Elliott, 12 carries. I'm not even going to talk about his yards because he had 31. Okay? You can't, unless Zeke, unless Zeke is just broken. Dak Prescott was never designed to be uh, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Uh, Cam Newton in his prime. He was never designed. He was supposed to be a game manager. Zeke Elliott was supposed to be your workhorse. Give him the ball. Let him punch it. Control the clock. You did none of that. In fact, that BS you did at the end of the game was just... It was beautiful. So let me get this straight. You have zero counter. Zero timeouts, right? Right. Okay. You, instead of throwing the ball to a sideline, maybe throwing it out of bounds to stop the clock, your bright idea was to, I don't know, run? <laughs> I'm going to run in the middle of the field, slide, and forget, oh, pff, I have to give the ball to the umpire so he can place it. Funny enough, if I forget to do that, that makes sense. I'm not a professional quarterback. If my listeners forget to do it, more, more than likely all four of them are not professional quarterbacks. But you are, sir. And your head coach has been doing this for a long time. Mark McCarthy should be fired. It should never be rehired again. He proved he couldn't get it done consistently. He proved what he did in Green Bay was a fluke. He took a great quarterback and went to one Super Bowl, which happens. But more than likely, that team is never as good as Green Bay has been. In the case of the Cowboys, all Jerry Jones wanted was a figurehead. Hey, I'm going to hire Mike McCarthy because he ain't nothing but a mannequin. He, he, oh, McCarthy goes going to stand there. He's going to do exactly what I told him to do. And I'm going to be able to coach, do everything. That brings me to point number two. Whoever is the second or third in commit, it's time for a coup. It's time for Jerry Jones to step aside. Become where every other owner should be, and that's just a smile and nod guy. Because you being the, the general manager and the president and the scouting, like Jerry, you, it's over. You're not getting it done. Another decade, the, the Cowboys have lost. Another decade, they've lost in the first round. Like, they're not even making it to the conference championship. They're losing in the first round. And I'm told every year, everybody on that team is a Hall of Famer. Everybody on that team can beat everybody, but they can't beat anybody. They just can't. If I take a look, if this allows me due time, give me a second, uh, as we look up the Patriots' uh, schedule, and let's look at the let's look at the big overall picture. They played Tampa Bay, lost. They played the no, that doesn't count. They played the Chiefs, the Raiders, two playoff teams. In which they lost. They played uh, Arizona, a playoff team, which they lost. So Arizona, oh, they so basically out of that, they beat the Eagles, who suck. They, 
They beat the Patriots, who were on the upstart. They were not the team we thought. I like to revisit that. Everybody else they played wasn't really any true competition. If you look at the schedule, the Chargers, eh, the Panthers, sad Giants. That was a basically a minor league high school game. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. You see, they just fired their head coach. The Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. <laughs> That's always a dumpster fire. Uh, the Saints, they're on the process, on the rebuild. The Washington football team, who's going to be renaming their team real soon. So you beat a t- you beat generic team. And then you beat the Eagles. Hmm. On the last eight of the season. So when it came for you to beat teams of importance, to make a statement, opening night, game one against Tampa, you did not make a statement. Everybody gave you a moral victory because you lost 31 to 29. Eh, more victories don't win Super Bowls because if that's the case, there are a lot of teams out there that should be wearing championship rings. I'm putting them, I'm saying it here, I'm saying it today. We will no longer, I repeat, we will no longer put the Dallas Cowboys on a pedestal until they win something of consequence. The conference championship. A guy wins an MVP award. Something. They don't even have an MVP on the team. But yet... We're all supposed to believe this is the greatest team that God produced. Hmm. Well, I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you otherwise, because they are not. I can't toss them. The cards ain't heavy enough. (laughs) This weekend, we have some playoff games that are to watch. Uh, We have some notable games before I make this one a little, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Wrap this fucking up. So you got Tom Brady featuring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That's a game that we need to see. That's going to be a he- that's a heavyweight match. That's that could be the potential really of the okay. It's time, but here's the thing: it's not a passing the torch because Aaron Rodgers ain't that. For, Aaron Rodgers is pretty long in the tooth, too, as far as age goes. So uh, actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. I. I, I so wrong. So we got Tampa in LA. So we got the Rams versus the Bucks. I wrote this down. We got the Rams versus the Bucks, which honestly whew, is going to be a hard one. Granted, Tampa's playing at home, which is interesting, but that Rams defense does travel. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo taking on the Green Bay. Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers taking on Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You're pretty much getting ready for Green Bay versus the Rams in the NFC Championship. Then we got Bengals and Titans, which I think is going to be a real good game. That could be the game to watch. And then the game, as you see, I love Patrick Mahomes, but I think this is it. This is the Bills year. That win against New England was a statement win. And mark it right here. Bills, Rams, Super Bowls. The first pick I've made all year. I think it's going to happen. So, Bills will beat the Chiefs this weekend. I know. I love watching Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to watch it. These are some good games, but Rams take out Tom Brady. This is it. No more time. You're done. Rams beat him. Stafford. All, all Matt Stafford, For the Rams to win, all Matt Stafford has to do is not blow the game. Just don't throw interceptions and you win. Because I'm here to tell you right now, Tom Brady. <clears throat> I'm looking to this camera. Tom. The Rams is coming. <laughs> and they're going to bring the heat. And they're going to bring the thunder. And if you think. If you if you watch the the Patriots versus the Giants. And those Super Bowls. And you thought that was impressive. Well buckle up. Because you make Tom Brady. This may be the Brett Favre game. This may be the game Tom Brady retires. Because if you mark my words. If he can survive. If he survives this Rams defense, which is one of the best defenses on the earth and is a type of defense that wins championships, then I will t- I will submit and say they'll win the Super If he gets past the Rams, they win in the Super Bowl. Like, say what you want, but Aaron Donald with Von Miller, come on, man. These two are salivating for this game. You think they not? I went over. I went way over on my time. But I couldn't help but let that one out. Rams, Bills, Super Bowl, MLA, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Kendrick, all there. Is it weird, though? We don't see a whole lot of promotion about that. 
like I'm not seeing a ton of promotion with the the Super Bowl performance. In years past, there's like a hundred Pepsi commercials about who's performing in the Super Bowl, but now we got true talent. You got Snoop and Dre, who is like, you know, come on. It's like the greatest of all time. But there's like zero, like, I ain't getting none of their music. I don't hear, like, you know, the, the uh, Let It Ride. You know what? Forget it. Next week, all, uh, we're going to, for the next two weeks, we're playing Snoop and Dre to promote. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, I said it. All right, we come back in segment number two. We're going to touch on the Joker. And being sent home, baseball's first woman, and uh, as a manager, we're also going to talk about the new face of the league. Uh, this is Downright Sports, everybody. If you're listening right now on, uh, it's if you're listening on uh, Street Madness Radio. Airtime.pro, that means it's Wednesday and it's 11 o'clock in the morning. It ain't too early for you to hear me yelling into this microphone. But if you're listening on DynastyRadioNY.com, that means it's 8 o'clock at night and it's the sports takeover. I said it officially here. And you can also download and listen to brand new episodes of the podcast on any platform. 12 o'clock p.m. noon, if you will. Uh, and you can listen to the podcast anywhere in your car, in the gym. If you need to go to sleep, I really recommend you put it on. Hey, I serve. I, I don't care how I get the listeners. Just let it play because my listenership stays on. So hear me out. If you put it on and you fall asleep, it plays the whole episode. It looks better. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with more Downright Sports. Put miles on that hoopty, I put out 
I was in that kitchen, put that on my tip. Mama, this is fact, not fiction. Best was trying to build a case. I was headed for conviction till the greatest flow in the world put me on television. I put on for my city. So when I'm dead and gone, I got one last wish. Put my Yankee hat on. back every <laughs> welcome back segment number two downright sports uh so in the world of sports a couple things happen uh something i didn't think i was going to uh kind of touch on i was going i thought i'll stay away from it but that's eh, not what i do so novak djokovic uh one of the best tennis players in the world uh ranked number one last year 20 grand slams um Right now, just basically trying to uh, be the all-time Grand Slam leader. I uh, was basically told by the entire continent country of Australia, Kit Rocks. Um, Australia has a mandate where you got to be vaccinated to basically participate in indoor things. This is indoor. Um, it was required. And he said, nah. <laughs> the man uh, ranked number currently ranked number one since February 2020. Uh, 100, uh, 989 career victories, 199 losses. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Australian Opens. Nine Australian Opens, which kicks off the Grand Slams which kicks off the whole uh, tennis season realistically, and he's has nine. Yeah, that's it's freaky. Uh, is, is he most, yeah, uh, no, that's most recent. Is he most all-time? He is. He is currently most all-time, the most of all time. To kind of give you an idea, Federer, who is one of the better, was one of the best, um... I don't think, yeah, Djokovic is just a beast in this list. Like, I'm looking at it here, and he's, he has the most. Uh, from the women's side of things, Serena had seven. That should give you an idea how crazy that is. And they pretty much was like, yeah, you can't play. They're, they're serious about the COVID thing. So his excuse pretty much is he had it twice, and it warrants him never getting it again. I don't think that's how it works, but... The, the question is, you know, what do they do? And it's pretty much like this. If they're required, if it's like a thing. Like, he knew they weren't going to let him in. He made up this whole big fuss. Should just stayed home. Like, it would have been a bigger story. And he would have looked, he might have came out looking better in this if he just was like, yeah, I ain't going. You know what I'm saying? Because now he's thumbing, you know, now he's telling them, I don't have to go, but, at the, you know, now, you know, you're being told you can't come. You've been detained. You weren't allowed to walk around. Like, you just basically like, look, man, you're out. And it does hurt tennis a little bit because the Australian Open is probably the least watched out of all the Opens. And... Tennis is currently right now in a situation where they're lacking stars. You can't really name, unless you are a diehard tennis person, you can't name more than four people. You barely can name two. Most of the big names is done. You know what I mean? The names that you know, their careers is pretty much towards the tail end. So, you know, he is a name. He is a star. I understand people say they really are not a fan of his and they don't like him. I don't watch tennis enough anymore. To really pay attention, uh, I thought it got tennis basically reached a part where it, it just wasn't any 
parity. It wasn't any parity. Like they, they were on the women's side, there are plenty of young stars, but they don't win consistently enough to even drum, you know, make me go, "Ooh, I should watch." You know, it's it's just it's not a dying sport, but it's a sport def, definitely that needs a a, a a change. Not they don't have to change the sport, but they need something. They need to target a different way of people participating, you know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of athletes out there that can play. It's just they're not getting them. But Djokovic was sent home. Was it right? Probably. You know? <laughs> like, say what you will, it's not fake. I know people who have gotten it. I know people who, once they say they got it, it was the worst thing that they've had. Um, and they like, I don't want that again. You know what I'm saying? And to kind of, even if you aren't Say you've never gotten it. Like, as far as I know right now, I haven't got it. But, again, I got all three shots. Nothing's happened to me yet is what I keep telling everybody. I got all three shots, and I have not yet grew another arm out of my head. Now, I've grew it out of the side of my leg, but I have not grown it out of my head. I'll clap right now for <laughs> But it, it, the, the, the interesting thing to me is this, right? You know, don't. It's one thing if you don't want it, but don't all of a sudden just be like, "Yeah, it's nothing," because it is, the flu is something. Everything is something for somebody else. Doesn't mean it's nothing towards you. You know what I mean? Like, if it made sense, if, if it did, if it was, if it was a little, you know, shaky in what I said, trust me, it, it makes sense. So the joke is gone. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to care. <laughs> like, I, you know, I think diehard tennis fans will, but I don't think anybody's going to really care. Like, I think it's like, oh, well, he's gone. So, baseball has hired, oh, I keep saying baseball. Baseball has a new first. The Yankees have hired a new, um, the first ever uh, woman to manage uh, a professional baseball team. Her name, I don't want to mess it up. Ooh, I didn't type it on my notes. That's on me. I do not want to butcher her last name, so we're going to let Siri tell us. Bakovec. Rachel Bakovec uh, is now the manager of the single-A Yankees Tampa team. Uh, she used to be a strength and conditioning coach for a few different baseball teams. She actually was a catcher. I heard that. She was actually a catcher for Creighton, and then she transferred to New Mexico. She was a strength and conditioning coach for the Cardinals minor league system, later worked for Houston. She coached in the Australian Baseball League. She was part of the Futures game uh, coaching staff, and then now she is the manager of one of the Yankee farm teams. This is big. This is exciting because baseball is one of those sports, like basketball, in my opinion, where we might start you know, we, we could see the integration, if you will, of having, you know, female teammates, female competitors. Because, yeah, softball and baseball, there are small, my co-host just got up, there are small differences in the, you know, softball's underhanded, the ball's a little bit bigger, the, the field is a little shorter. Hey, man, man. Hey, man, man. <laughs> my co-host. <laughs> um, there, the field is a little different. The game is played relatively the exact same, and I think you may be able to start seeing. Um, I would think Mary agrees. That was her clapping. You may start seeing, or you could see, the beginning of more women. Involved. There are plenty of women. Like, football has now tons of women coaches. But what I'm starting to notice is, is a common trend. Anytime they want to, and outside of basketball, when they want to hire a woman to coach the team or be on the coaching staff, she's the strength and conditioning coordinator. Like, I think that's kind of funny. They're all the strength and conditioning coordinators. So if these oh we been women can now, you know, train these muscle-bound men, why can't they play with them? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're good enough to train them, then they're probably good enough to play. Basketball, I think it's coming. I think the days are coming. The game has changed so much. I don't think it's I don't think it's outside of the realm where we may see it. Now the bad part to that, when that does happen, 
just think of the Negro Leagues when Jackie um, integrated baseball, 1947, uh, April 15th, 1947, the Negro Leagues died because now baseball was taking the best of the best from the Negro Leagues and putting them in Major League Baseball. They can afford to do it. The day the first woman leaves the WNBA to come to the NBA, it's the day the WNBA dies. It's not going to be. This is not going to be necessary to have two different leagues. It's just not. Um, I think now it is necessary, and I think it's good that they have two different leagues. Not because women can't play with the guys. It's just good to have the two different leagues. It is something different. It, the WNBA is exciting if you watch the right games, and their fans are different. Those are true fans. It's not like. The NBA fans, where you just sitting courtside, you know, I got my chain out, I got my new uh, Instagram model next to me, I don't even know playing dog, I'm just out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a, there's a difference, but you will see, I don't know if it's next year, I don't know if it's 10 years, but we are getting closer to the day when it could, there's a possibility you can see a girl standing at shortstop fielding grounders hit by a guy, like, it's coming, and when it does, hey, I can't wait to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have kids yet, but I would like to say the day I do have a kid, if I do have a daughter, it would be awesome, you know, the Yankees drafted her. <laughs> her daddy couldn't get put drafted, but it would be nice if she did. So, hey, don't knock it. Remember, they're good enough to be strength and conditioning coaches. So, that's all. Anyway, we come, uh, so the way the show works, if this is the first time you're hearing it, uh, what we're going to do is, if you're listening on Street Madness Radio and Dynasty Radio, and you're watching on Facebook, you will now get the news bulletin. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you will just get music. And that music today is by the M-E-T-H-O-D man. Uh, actually, it was on the Wu-Tang album, but you're going to get uh, Method Man, and then everybody else, you're going to get the news bulletin. So this is Downray Sports. Sports Radio. You can you're listening to the news bulletin here on Street Madness Radio. Airtime. Pro. You're also listening to it on Dynasty Radio NY.com. Your number one source for hip hop and R&B. It's set for right now. Where's the sports takeover? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Uh, never had a lose a season. Never lost. Has basically said all options are on the table for a new quarterback. So he's basically telling Big Ben, if you're not retiring, you probably should. Because I need a quarterback that's going to give me another one of them shiny things on my finger. You feel me? Moving on. The son of the legend, Jerry Hall of Fame. Wide receiver, Jerry Rice has transferred from Colorado to USC. Brandon Rice uh, Jr. Brandon Rice Jr., is that his name? I thought it was Jerry Rice Jr. But Brandon Rice is going to transfer. Um, Brandon Rice is going to transfer from uh, Colorado to go play with the Trojans. Interestingly enough, the young man, six foot three, 250 pounds, uh, had a record 21 receptions for 299 yards and three touchdowns for Colorado last season. 
That doesn't seem like a lot of yards, but I could be wrong. But he's going to be playing next year for USC and their new head coach. Um, let's talk NBA, shall we? Uh, the Clips have basically want Paul George. Hey, take a week, see how the elbow's doing. The Clippers just can't find a way to keep everybody healthy. It's unfortunate for the team who's got a new stadium in the horizon. The NBA point leaders, Kevin Durant leads the way with 29 points a game. Believe it or not, one of the oldest players in the league, LeBron James, is 28, basically 29 points a game at 28.8. The Greek Freak at 28.5 and Trey Young at 27 points a game. The teams on the hottest streaks currently in the league right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers on a five-game winning streak. The Phoenix Suns on a four-game losing streak. The Dallas Mountain winning, winning streaks. These teams on a winning streak. I am so sorry. The Cleveland Cavaliers on a five-game winning streak. Phoenix on a four-game winning streak. Dallas three games. Boston two games. And the Portland Trailblazers on a one-game winning streak. So these teams are red hot right now. So I suggest if you're trying to make some money on FanDuel, start placing bets against them. <laughs> uh, bet for the other team, if you will. This is the Downright Sports News Bulletin. Uh, when we return, we're going to finish the show as we talk about the new face of the NBA. Let's wrap things up, shall we? I'm drinking a glass of water real quick. Hold on. I was parched. <laughs> All right. John Morant is basically the, the new fusion that the NBA is going to need as we are closer and closer to the days that LeBron James can be retiring. Now, the man is averaging 28 points a game. He may not be retiring anytime soon, but the you have Steph Curry, which in the last few years has pretty much been one of the most, if not the most popular player in the game of basketball. Kevin Durant could probably be that, but some years ago he decided he wanted to become a villain. I don't know why. I don't know why Kevin Durant out of nowhere went from being a lovable backpack guy to I'm Kevin Durant. I really don't care about nothing. He just became like real emo. He basically Kevin Durant became a rocker from Seattle. Like he put on his grunge pants and his 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 plaid shirt, and he put on his beat up sneakers, and he sits on bus stops. Like ironically, like he doesn't never he never gets on the bus. He just sits there ironically. Like I really think he chose Brooklyn to be ironic. Like he plays in Brooklyn, but he like really lives like and he. He lives in Brooklyn, but he, like, doesn't have any furniture in his house. Like, that's pretty much the path he's chose to go on. And it's odd. I'm not going to lie. It's odd. Like, enough with the PC. It's odd. But the NBA has hope. Now, John Morant is basically that. And I could be wrong, but he seems like he has that same motor that made us love Jordan, that made us love Kobe. That makes us love certain players. Now, I'm going to touch on something and I'm going to drop it. People can't understand why Jordan is more loved than LeBron. It's quite simple. Everybody knew Magic was a killer on the court. Everybody knew Bird was a killer on the court. Everybody knew Kareem in his prime, killer on the court. Will, Bill, the list goes on and on. The reason why it was an easy, hey, let's give Mike the next, oh, Mike's the best, was because Mike had that same motor and that same drive as the guys before him, 
But the difference is Mike took it to a whole other level. Winning was winning and breathing were the two things Michael Jordan wanted to do more than anything. We don't feel people don't feel we don't feel the same way in LeBron. That's why LeBron James is liked and respected, but he's not revered the same way Mike was. When Mike stepped on the court, you knew what time was. If you looked at that bench and you pointed and said, "Hey, MJ, I got you tonight." Mike was going to drop sixty on you. Can LeBron do it? Absolutely. But it seems like you got to kind of really motivate him. You ain't got to motivate Jordan. Like, Jordan was self-motivating. And those are just the biggest differences. If you really want to know the differences in the two, their drives are just different. LeBron has a drive to be great, but he doesn't have to kill you to do it. Jordan not only had to kill you, he had to take your body out to a field. He had to make sure he had lime. He had to make sure he had the shovel. He had to make sure you were never going to be seen and heard ever again. Ever again. Uh, Magic Johnson, done. Charles Barkley, done. Uh, Clyde Drexler, kind of done, but he returned in Houston like in the witness protection program. Uh, uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, done. Except Gary Payton returned also in the witness protection program in two different stints with the Lakers and then later the Miami Heat. The only one that kept coming back for more was Carl Malone, like he was Freddie Cougar. Carl Malone, for some reason, thought he could just keep reprising himself, and he kept doing sequels, sequels, and it ended the same way as Jamie Lee Curtis took care of Mike Myers. But you know, Mike. And for those of you who don't get it, Michael was Jamie Lee Curtis, and Mike Myers was Carl Malone because he has two sequels. You get it? Okay. <laughs> John Morant has that kind of ability. He is built. From that fabric, that that I'm trying to take everything you got right now, and he's doing for Memphis what LeBron did for Cleveland, what uh, Jordan did for Chicago, what uh, Curry's done for Golden State. Teams that sometimes have become forgotten are now put. Oh wow, like wow, Memphis is you know they looking good. Morant said, "Yo, we are good. We are playoff ready. We are cha- we think championship." This young man in his third year is like, we're thinking championship. He's not talking humble. He's talking smack. He came to bring it. He is basically showing up the same way I do every... Damn it. My show comes on so many different days. (laughs) He shows up every time I get on here and calls himself the man on the court the same way I call myself the Monday through Sunday delight. The only thing you need to hear on the radio or podcast, if you will. John Morant has got... Apologies. John Morant has the Memphis Grizzlies 31 and 15 currently as we speak. He has that team in playoff contention. For those of you that need a reference, let's just go back a year from now. In a year last year, the the Memphis Grizzlies were an eighth seed. An eighth seed. They were 38 and 44. All right, last year they finished 38 and 44. What did I say their record is this year for those of you paying attention? They are 31. They are currently right now just seven games away from already passing. Uh, excuse me, they're eight, wins away, yeah, they're eight wins away from passing what they did last year already. And the season is far from over. So you really got to start thinking about when you're thinking MVPs. Curry. Could be the front runner, but looking at LeBron's numbers, I know the team ain't in the playoffs, but it ain't his fault. And it could be LeBron maybe getting a strong consideration for MVP. And depending on realistically how Brooklyn finishes with KD out for like four weeks, there's a lot of guys right now that look really good for MVP. But if you really want to give Morant some consideration, 24 points a game, 26 assists, Currently, right now, if you want to put him in the rebounding category, he averages five, six rebounds a game. The guy is a total package. He's a beast. He's a monster. He's a juggernaut. He's getting it done. He is showtime ready. He is definitely the main of He's main event ready. Like, we don't need to second guess what this guy can do anymore because he can do it. He can do it better than anybody. He wants to play. You've seen him go to the basket and embarrass everyone. You saw what he did against the Lakers just a few weeks ago. He basically was like, hey, OLA. I hear what you're saying, and I see what you're trying to do, but it ain't going to work. So, basically, the face of the league, without injury, will not be Zion. It will not be um, uh, R.J. Barrett, guy, other guys who are in his draft class. It's going to be um, John, John Morant, and he is 
what he is the next guy we all need to go whoa he could be potentially what and I know we say this all the time but he really has that Derrick Rose ability and if I was Derrick Rose I may call him on the phone like hey you may want to ease it back a little bit sometimes still be a beast but you may but think about it what happened to Derrick could just been a fluke injury Jordan was just as explosive when he was young. All great young players are just as explosive when they're young. It's just what you do, you know. But he, if he starts to learn how to play the game a little easier, taking smarter shots, not stupider shots, that's where the greats separate themselves. That's where you go from being great to legendary is when you make those changes. Uh, sticking with the NBA, the Lakers, the possibility Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel firing watch is currently happening right now. Let's do this just right. The Frank Vogel firing watch is now in effect. <laughs> the sound effect helped, but it was on this. It was by accident. <laughs> Frank Vogel has a championship with the Lakers. Um... <laughs> he's got a championship with the Lakers he's a championship coach but what the Lakers are basically saying if they fire Frank Vogel is you might have won the championship but that's, that had nothing to do with you it had everything to do with what we did it's not Frank Vogel's fault this team is not a bad team it may, maybe it is Frank Vogel's fault but the problem with the team is when you have a presence like LeBron who basically coaches assists, general manage cleans the court does the lighting, assists with the cheerleaders, it makes the job for the coach something very difficult. All you got to do is go back and look at the images when um, the guy who he coached, who was his head coach in Cleveland, LeBron audibled his play, like right there, was like, yeah, scrap what you got to say. Like, that's tough when you're not a Hall of Fame basketball coach. It's funny to me that Hall of Fame coaches have not raised their hand to go coach this guy. Like, I think it's really interesting. Like, granted, Larry Brown's like 100 years old, but you don't get the Larry Browns, the George Calls, the Phil Jacksons, um, some others that are like, yo, I'll coach him. Like, they all just kind of, huh, let LeBron do what LeBron does versus I'll, I'll coach LeBron. So, it's going to, like, if you, you fire Frank Vogel and then you hire whatever his name is, um, Frazier, whatever the hell was there. He used to coach the Knicks and he did absolutely nothing with the Knicks. What are you saying? Like you're going from one you're going from a, a coach who has a ring to a coach that got fired in less than a year. Like that's your answer? Like eh, that ain't gonna work. That eh, that ain't gonna work. I think what they need to do is I don't think there's any trades out there. You can forget the only trade that can maybe help this team is trading Anthony Davis. It's not Westbrook's fault. Westbrook has never been a shooter. It's not his job to shoot. They, 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 he's not a shooter. But signing guys like Trevor Ariza, Avery Bradley, um, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. I know you didn't. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Austin, uh, I thought that was Austin Rivers. I was about to cook him. You know, signing some of those guys who are long in the tooth and, quite frankly, not capable of playing anymore. Maybe some of the reasons Carmelo can still give you some buckets, not a ton. Um, that's it. Outside of that, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're pointing fingers at Russ because he misses jump shots, but Russ ain't the issue. The team still going to play defense. Russell currently right now, if we're looking at Russell's numbers this season, 18 points a game, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Those are solid numbers. Those are solid numbers. He, we don't need, the guy that they need to step up is Anthony Davis, who is not. Who, for some reason, only plays really good when nobody... If everybody in the audience just closes their eyes, you can hear Anthony Davis squeaking on the court. Anthony Davis scored 20 points, three re, uh, 20 rebounds, 500 blocks in one game. I don't believe it. Now, everybody look at the court. Anthony Davis fouled out. What? Close your eyes again. Oh, my God. Did Anthony Davis just dunk on, like, 20 people? Oh, my God. Did you see the dunk? Let's look at it. Oh, Anthony Davis broke his leg. He's like the groundhog. If you, if you, if you look at him, he, he just goes away. It, it's, it's, it's bad. Trade. This is Downright. Thank you for watching Downright. Thank you for listening to Watching Downright Sports today. It's been a lot of fun. <clears throat> uh, we'll be back next week. I promise. <laughs> 
Um, uh, if you understand, go follow the show at uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all under Downright Sports. Email the show at uh, downrightsports11 at gmail.com. Follow me at brentreed18 at TikTok. Uh, also, join the uh, Downright Sports Facebook fan page. I mean, group page, not fan page. Fan page sounds weird. Page. Just join the page. I uh, appreciate everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Um, again, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll talk more about the football. We also, a big show for me. I'm really looking forward to the Baseball Hall of Fame announcements. Who's in, who's not. I can't wait to kind of go over that. So, join in, tune in, and uh, please be safe, guys. Uh, uh, you know, just take care of yourselves. That's the best I can say. And honestly, in 2022, let's all just be nice. I, that's my motto for 2022. Let's be nice. So I can go back. If everybody else is nice, I can go back to being rude. I really like that. So I appreciate you guys. Have fun out there. As always, deuces. got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point in minutes. I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. I left Atlanta this morning and then I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. Uh, what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shortly, that success is like lust. She's 
good to the touch She's good for the moment, but she's never enough Everybody's had her, she's nothing like me But success is all I got, unfortunately But I'm burning down the block, hopping in and out of feet But something tells me that it's much more to see Before I get killed, cause I can't get robbed So before me, success and death menage I gotta get lost, I gotta find fee We gotta be together to make history Lighter, sup? And the battle's finally won. Lighter, up? Victory is finally out. Lighter's up? History so long, so long, so long. Now victory is mine. She tastes so sweet. She's my trophy wife. Coming with me, we'll have a baby who stutters repeatedly. We'll name him history. He'll repeat after me. He's my legacy, son of my hard work, future of my past. He'll explain who I be. Rank me amongst the greats, either one, two, or three. If I ain't number one, then I felt your victory. Ain't in it for the fame that dies within weeks. Ain't in it for the money, can't take it when you leave. I wanna be remembered long after you breathe. Long after I'm gone, long after I breathe I leave all I am in the hands of history That's my last will, testimony This is much more than a song It's a baby shower, I've been waiting for this hour History, you're ours